0: How's it going, my fellow Americans? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I'm Andrew for America and people. Wow. Everybody is suddenly an expert on Israel and Palestine. It is is amazing. To look at the outpouring of opinions and bullshit from people on the social media, I wonder how much of it is real people and how much of it is AI bots. I wonder how the propaganda is going to be played out for us throughout the course of this conflict. And I'm going to share some Takes some clips that I've found and some thoughts of my own on the topic. I know I'm just sitting here talking shit about everybody offering their thoughts on it, but I'm just trying to gather mine, I guess. And, you know, I have a podcast, so I can do that if I want to. Am I an expert on Israel and Palestinian uh, wars? No. Um, I know that Reed Coverdale just uh, made a post with a whole bunch of uh, historical stuff that you should research if you want to know what is going on over there. And I'm going to read some of them to you right now. Reed Coverdale says Some good things to Google while you're wondering how strongly you should deep throat Israel today. <laughs> uh, here we go. He says Research these the Patria disaster, P A T R I A, the Havara agreement, H A A. V A R A, NAKBA, N A K B A, the USS Liberty, King David Hotel, the Levon Affair, I've talked about the Levon Affair in the past on this show, the Kana Massacre, Q A N A, Dancing Israelis, Urban Moving Systems, Clean Break, and PNAC, P-N-A-C. And if you guys listen to Charlie Robinson's podcast, Macro Aggressions, you've definitely heard Charlie Robinson talk about PNAC before. So if you want to know a little bit more about some of the history of Israeli military action, go research, read Coverdale's awesome list there and inform yourself about some of the realities of this world. Uh, Do I have an opinion of the Israeli-Palestinian war? No, I do not. Do I have some concerns about what it's going to mean for America as it plays out from now until election season of next year, 2024? And I... I have some concerns about that because of a few things that I've played for you on this show before and talked about on this show before. And one of those things I played for you was, do you guys remember in one of uh, the reality lies, damn lies and statistics episodes? One of the clips I put in there was a guy saying, Hey, you want to hear some fucked up shit? And then he asks Alexa, Who's going to win the 2024 election, uh, election? And what Alexa says to this gentleman is odd and a little frightening. And I don't know if it's real or bullshit. If you guys want to do put it to the test, if you have Alexa in your home, feel free to ask it what this man asks it and do your own research. <laughs> See if Alexa gives you the same answer. But. If this answer that Alexa gives is accurate, one of the things I'm concerned with is that, oh, look, Israel and Palestine are going to start going to war with one another. Iran, with our money and weapons, wants to go go cross the boundaries of many countries to get access so that they can fight. Iran and Israel clearly want to fight and have wanted to fight for a very long time, and that's some crazy stuff (laughs) if that starts to happen. And I'm already hearing people talk about, um, oh, I hope this doesn't spread outside of the region. And, oh, guess what? There's been Israeli or Hamas or whatever terrorist groups uh, that have been infiltrating the United States through the southern border with no checks or balances down there. So we can expect to possibly see violence here in the United States. That's scary. And then I think about the Deagle forecast And then I think about half the stuff I've been telling you guys on this podcast. Does it seem to you like things are falling into place exactly as they were planned? Exactly as they were foretold? Take a listen to what this guy asks Alexa. And then I'm going to go bring up a little clip about the three world wars by Mr. Albert Pike. And you guys already know what I'm going to say. But let's start with
1: this. Hey, want to hear some fucked up shit? Alexa, who will win the next American election?
2: The 2024 American election will not take place. What? There will be no winner. War Powers Resolution of 1973 or the War Powers Act will be invoked by the act of war with
3: Russia and China. Once an invoked, the
2: standing party will retain and remain in power.
0: Hmm. Okay, so the War Powers Act will be invoked by the administration in power because of the Russia-Chinese war, allegedly. And is that what's going to happen? Is Ukraine and Russia, is that conflict going to get involved with this somehow? I mean, (laughs) Ukraine really ain't that far away from Israel and Palestine. Iran isn't really that far away. From Israel and Palestine and Ukraine, geographically speaking, if you guys are not great at geography, just take my word for it. All these countries are not too far away from one another in the Middle East. Now, for those of you conspiratorial, occultist, uh, secret society people out there, people that know the Freemason history and know who Albert Pike is, you guys know that Albert Pike foretold of three major world wars. He described them quite accurately. Uh, he described World War One and World War Two, And when he got to World War 3 I'm going to read what he says about World War Three. This is Mr. Albert Pike from, God, I don't know, the 1700s, 1800s? I forget how far these guys go back, but it's far. Basically, all the way back to the Roman Empire. But anyway. Here we go. Albert Pike. The Third World War will occur between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. And I know Saudi Arabia is in here too, by the way. I forgot to bring that up. Saudi Arabia and uh, I forget what the other country is, kind of have a little bit of beef too. But anyway, uh, the war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, and this is my fear for America, this, this is the part. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. Now, don't take my word for it, but people, one of the main Freemasons of old, one of the main dudes that started it all, I think. I could be wrong about that, but Albert Pike's a big deal (laughs) in the Freemasonic community. That's what he said about the Third World War, and he already predicted and talked about the first two And he was accurate about that, they say, allegedly, allegedly, right? Do I know what I'm talking about? Nope, I don't. Just gathering some reading (laughs) materials. I did my own research, also known as reading, according to Jimmy Dore. (laughs) So there you go. Now, does uh, correlation equal causation? No. Uh, Is this factual evidence? No. But don't you think it's prophetic? Don't you think it's quite interesting that artificial intelligence is already talking about the 2024 election not happening because of conflict and the War Powers Act being invoked? Isn't it interesting that Albert Pike described the Third World War? And it sounds like his description is quite similar to what is actually happening right now. So is this conflict going to pop off World War III? That's the question on many, many people's uh, minds. Many, many social media and podcasters and commentators are already saying all this stuff. I saw Tyana, the truth seeker that I've had on the show before. She just posted a video saying, Are we headed to World War III? Who knows? Maybe we are. The Deagle forecast, remember that? All the moving of the military equipment around the world. Predicting a huge drop in population within the next, what it was, three to five years. And that could be from military action and war. That could be from vaccines and disease. Who knows? Could be a combination. Maybe they're throwing everything at us because they're just trying to depopulate. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's all conspiracy theory. Maybe it's not. Uh, here we go. Majid Nawaz. Uh, He made this tweet, As all else fails, nefarious globalists are pushing for war in order to maintain their falling, failing grip on power. Divide and conquer. It's the oldest trick in the book. They are keen to exploit every tragedy, every conflict, And every atrocity in order to do so. Do not let them win. Well, we know divide and conquer is happening. And I would make the argument that it's happening on an even grander scale now. More so than ever before. Here's uh, breaking news from leading report. Hamas allegedly has terror cells in the United States after entering the country via the southern border, creating a fear of terrorist attacks in big cities over the next 14 months. Why does that remind me of Ron Paul? Ron Paul, who once said, they are setting the stage for violence in America. I get, I just got done telling you guys that we are in danger of being conquered. Our generation of soy boy beta boys that are incapable of fighting as soon as they reach a fighting age at a time where young Chinese and uh, actually young people from many countries around the world, not just China who have much, much, much more principled disciplined upbringings than we do have here in the United States. And that's another part of the, the big plan, the destruction of the family unit, getting women into the workforce, wokeism, feminism. I've been over all that. These are all uh, stepping stones of the eight steps to uh, socialist takeover by Mr. Saul Alinsky rules for radicals. I've been over all this stuff, people. And all of it keeps coming up. Why? Because it's the truth. I'm sorry. <laughs> um... And then here, let's play a few more takes on this topic. Uh, Daniel Alec Zek on Twitter slash X says, Before you rush to take a side in the Palestinian-Israeli conflict, know that there are totally innocent, peaceful, loving people in both Palestine and Israel and both the IDF and Hamas have been known to commit some of the most heinous, inhumane acts ever against them. Consider siding with the innocent people on both sides who have been and will continue to be harmed by this conflict instead of siding with historically corrupt governments and militias. I think that that sentiment and that thought is where my opinions on this conflict on the, uh, this topic lies how many people have to die for governments and the elite and the big club how many people have to die to keep this small group of people wealthy and in power controlling our lives experimenting on us like guinea pigs I mean, what a world. Sometimes I wonder if this is hell, some form of hell that we live in here on this planet. Why is it that we can never realize, you know, something resembling utopia, something resembling a government that actually has the best interests of its people in mind? And, you know, and this always brings me back to the whole human nature conversation. All of us are good. All of us are evil. We're capable of great, amazing things. We're capable of absolutely horrific and terrible things. The duality of man, right? Positive, negative, binary, yin-yang, bent over it. This is the human condition. Anyway... Um, speaking of Ron Paul, just brought up Ron Paul uh, a minute ago. Here is a clip that I found Ron Paul talking about the Palestine Israeli situation, uh, on the Senate floor, I believe when he was in office. And I think that his comments here are pretty timeless and applicable to the situation today. Take a listen to the man. Ron Paul. In particular with Gaza right now,
4: we have some moral responsibility for both sides uh, in a way because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel.
0: Both.
4: And uh, we so we definitely both. have a moral responsibility, moral responsibility, and especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons And uh, American funds essentially are being used for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat he said "Well, yeah, that was better then and it served his purpose but we didn't want Hamas to do this so then we as Americans say well we have such a good system we're going to impose this on the world we're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats we want free elections so we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election they do and they elect Hamas so we first indirectly and directly through israel help establish hamas then we have election then hamas becomes dominant so we have to kill him you know it it just doesn't make sense during during the 80s uh...
0: and then that's where the clip cuts off uh, i wish i had more of that uh speech but it's a uh, gaza strip conflict resolution uh, was the topic he was speaking on on C-SPAN. And this was years ago. I, I think if you want to see the full clip, you're going to have to search on it uh, on the internet. But uh, that was from one of my followers, Adam voyt 1111. He's always got great content. Go check out his Insta page. So anyway, that was Ron Paul talking a little bit about Hamas is very similar to Al Qaeda and other terrorist groups that, The CIA and the federal government has funded and created and trained, and then sent them off on you know proxy duties. Uh, You know a a proxy of America to go do our dirty work. Very similar to the contractors during Gulf War. Uh, Private military uh, for hire groups are everywhere now. It's a it's a brave new world out there in the real world, people. (laughs) Oh man. Uh, Dan Bongino feel however you want to feel about Dan Bongino Um, he recently was talking about the police state is here on his show Uh, and you know that I agree with that stuff when he talks about the rising surveillance in the police state that's coming he's absolutely right about that stuff Uh, here he comments on this uh, conflict he says savages cannot be negotiated with they cannot be bought The savage only understands power. If they don't have power, they'll engage in terrorism and guerrilla warfare tactics to take away your power and reduce the asymmetry. Ignoring this simple fact will not make it go away. The only way out is to eliminate the savages, permanently taking away their power, and then prepare yourself for the inevitable next fight. Fearlessness is a myth. All you can pray for is to act without fear of fear. Ballsy, bold words from Dan Bongino. And you're going to get a lot of that sentiment out there. I I mean, you're going to get a lot of uh, people that are going to overreact and say some things that are based on nothing and make some obvious, um, observations that we should all know uh shouldn't take uh, specific situations like this throughout history for us to remember we should remember what's important that peace is what we want not war and we would have peace and we would have less war if we didn't have our intelligence community our military industrial complex and these war hawk globalist zionist whatever groups that are constantly fighting and vying for power. Jim Morrison said it was a this is a will to power world and nothing besides he was quoting Nietzsche. This world is a will to power and nothing besides. Very interesting thoughts from Mr. philosopher Friedrich Wilhelm Nietzsche and Jim Morrison. Um, uh, here's a post from Ian Smith, uh, at Ian Smith fitness on Twitter. I believe both the Israel and the U S government, mainly by way of Mossad and the CIA created Hamas, just like they did Al Qaeda and dozens of other terrorist organizations around the world. It's funny how these organizations always end up being a reason to drag us into war. (laughs) Exactly right. My friend. The only people who pay the price for this are innocent civilians and taxpayers. These things don't happen by accident. If you're going to care about the situation, care about the fucking truth. Blindly pretending that one side or the other is the good guy is exactly the type of bullshit they want everyone to buy into. The politicians and their banking masters sure know how to send aid but never know how to end conflict. Mic drop. Ian Smith. That might be my favorite take so far. This is from Alexander Griffin at Vines of Clarity on Instagram. I'm sorry, on uh, Twitter. The average person programmed by the state can't tell the difference between actors selling them one skit after another and people truly representing them. They have trouble recognizing satire because they're too programmed to be able to poke fun at themselves and are wired to never doubt, never question, and never criticize their cult leaders. <laughs> and that was shared by actual activists on Instagram. I love that take. Um, okay. What else is going on? What else is going on here in America? Oh, yeah, they're coming after MAGA Trumpsters. Uh, Here's Jack Posobiec. And people, they're coming after Trump again. Uh, Something fierce. Uh, Jack Posobiec uh, had an interesting take. I just saw him share on Twitter. He said, Biden delivers MAGA extremism speech. Newsweek reports FBI has set up secret task force targeting MAGA. Hillary Clinton calls for MAGA deprogramming centers. Are you paying attention yet? Mao would be proud. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They are setting the stage for the left versus right, the election year coming up. Uh, There's going to be more war. And you know that freedoms and liberties get put on hold during times of war or uh, emergency, state of emergency, right? People, you, you think it's hyperbole when I repeat time and time again that the, the goal of the global cabal world banking cartel is to implement a form of dictatorship, socialist, communist, dictatorship, totalitarianism, authoritarianism. And feel however you want to feel about Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans, if you even want to call them Republicans, I guess. Republicans are Democrats, basically the same exact thing. I I can't even believe that people still make that distinction about the two establishment parties. But anyway, they are using communist tactics here in the United States. The demonizing through the media, the propaganda. I mean, people. (laughs) uh, I I really hope you guys are seeing this stuff. I really do. Here we go. Karl Marx, father of communism, quote unquote, accuse your enemy of what you are doing as you are doing it to create confusion. Yeah, Karl Marx, people, father of communism said that. Go pick up Saul Alinsky's book Rules for Radicals. Tells you all about it. Read, aka do some of your own research. Maybe pick up some texts and read them so you can know what you are Talking about (laughs) Uh, actual activists just posted this. I like this too. What we what you are witnessing on the world stage is a classic technique used in magic called misdirection. The deceptive art of directing an audience's attention towards one thing so it does not notice another. While people focus on an illusion another agenda goes unnoticed. And I love that because our media here in the United States is going to focus your attention to Donald Trump, the evil Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. They need to be deprogrammed. Deprogramming, by the way, is a socialist communist term that Hillary Clinton uh, used when she demonized the Trump MAGA people and said that they need to be deprogrammed. And that's what's happening. They're distracting you from what's going on in the conflicts, in the war, in Ukraine, and in Israel, and in Palestine. They're going to distract you with MAGA, bad, Trump, bad, election, can't be for Trump, Trump shouldn't even run, Trump shouldn't even be alive, breathing, walking around on this planet anymore, Trump derangement syndrome, it's still a thing, and oh boy, are they going to keep that PSYOP? and multiple PSYOPs to support that PSYOP. Boy, are they about to run a lot of them on you between now and this next election, if this election even occurs, right? Scary times, people. It's not getting any easier out there. You're going to have to get informed and armed with knowledge, wisdom, and information. And firearms. (laughs) Food. Uh... Uh, clean water source. Who knows what's going to happen? And I'm not going to be all fear, porn, doom and gloom, but I'm just saying, people, you put the puzzle pieces together, a picture starts to form, and sometimes that picture doesn't look so great for you and me, my fellow Americans. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Here, let's take a listen to Hillary Clinton's recent comments on MAGA extremists. And Just listen to the woke, bullshit, media, narrative, ideology, fantasy world that she tries to portray is how it is here in the United States right now. It's a joke. It's pure bullshit propaganda. And I'm not a Trump guy. You guys know that. But it is becoming insulting to my intelligence how desperate they are to demonize this guy because they know he has a populist following. Take a listen to Hillary Clinton here.
1: Sadly, so many of those extremists, those mega extremists, um, take their marching orders from Donald Trump, who has no credibility left by any measure, you know, because at some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members, but something needs to happen. And how, Maybe they don't like migrants. Maybe they don't like gay people or black people or the woman who got the promotion I mean, at work on. they didn't get. Whatever the reason, got bigger fish it's to fry a than that, classic lady. tale of uh, an authoritarian uh, populist uh, who really has a grip on the emotional, psychological uh, needs and desires of a portion of the uh population. I
0: mean, this is such a fucking joke to me. So you mean we need to deprogram MAGA extremists, but we don't need to deprogram woke lefty nut job idiots? You don't think wokeism is into cult when people are mutilating their bodies and being told from an early age that they need to be gender fluid and non-binary? And these people end up regretting their decisions and committing suicide on a mass scale. And then they try to say that, oh, it's because uh, people were victimizing them and and, and talking shit about them and, and harassing them and whatever. You have got to be kidding me. Flip the coin, Hillary Clinton. Everything you're saying needs to be done to MAGA extremists, Trump people. I would make the argument you need to do to the woke lefty Biden uh, loving Kamala Harris, loving Democrat, wokest, wokeism kids out there. That's not a cult. (laughs) That's not a group of people that think that they're better than everybody else that are making terrible, terrible life decisions and ruining the fabric of society for all of us. Maybe all of us should just shut the fuck up and come together. And shake hands and say, hey, we're not enemies. We're Americans. We all live in this country together. Why can't we come together and make change? Because the rich, elitist, wealthy, big club, cabal types want you fighting with each other. They want you fighting with one another. They want left versus right. They want MAGA versus Woke. Right versus left. Bullshit. They want it to be that way. They're setting up the conditions for that to occur in reality. These are occult magicians. What Hillary Clinton is doing right here is she is selling you the narrative that they want. They built MAGA. They built wokeism. Just like they built Al-Qaeda. Just like they built Hamas. They built all of it. They control all of it. That's how we can wage, wage perpetual war all over the world uh, forever. Is because they give you the villains and they give you the heroes. They, they pit two groups of people against each other and they are controlling both teams, both sides, and they are reaping the benefits and the profits from the outcome of those conflicts. At the expense of innocent men, women, and children getting butchered and mauled and maimed and murdered in the streets. And still, you, my fellow Americans, continue to think that government will save you, that government is looking out for you, that government has your best interests in mind. I cannot think of a more effective way To mind control and manipulate and propagandize a group of people. Into believing the complete opposite of reality. In believing the complete opposite of truth. And that lie, that fabricated narrative becomes their reality. It's sad, but it's true. It works. It's effective. And still, so many of you either Pretend it's not happening. Can't wrap your brain around the reality of what's happening. Or refuse to admit to yourself. That there's a chance that you might be wrong. And some of us that are trying to tell you the truth. Might just be accurate and factually correct. It takes courage to face truth. And this clearly. If you've been listening to my show, you know, this is a recurring theme of this podcast. This is my purpose on this planet, in my opinion, is to inform others of the realities of this world. I mean, she says you need to be deprogrammed. They need to deprogram the MAGA out of you, my fellow Americans, because they programmed MAGA into you. (laughs) And I would make the argument that they need to deprogram wokeism out of us, we, my fellow Americans, because they programmed wokeism into you. That's what the intelligence community's job is. Forming and shaping your feeble, pathetic, programmable minds. I'm sorry that reality is <laughs> what it is you guys want to get a little conspiratorial here's a video of a guy reading what he calls proof that the rothschild family purchased jerusalem and created israel back in the day take a listen
1: Very carefully open this up because as i said this is not a. Original document from 1829, and here is the article. I'll read it to you now. Jerusalem. There is a report that the Rothschilds have purchased Jerusalem. We see nothing improbable that in the pecuniary distress of the sultan, he should sell some part of his dominions to preserve the rest, or that the Rothschilds should purchase the ancient capital of their nation. They are wealthy beyond desire, perhaps even of and so situated, it is quite reasonable to suppose that they may seek something else to gratify their ambitions that shall produce most important effects. If secured in the possession, and which may be brought about by money, they might instantly, as it were, gather a large nation together, soon to become capable of defending itself, ...and having a wonderful influence over the commerce and the conditions of the East... ...rendering Judea, again, the place of a deposit of the large portion of the wealth of the ancient world. Hmm. To the sultan, the contrary is of no great value. But in the hands of the Jews, directed by such men as the Rothschilds, what might it not become? And in a short period of time, the sultan is in great difficulty... Baron Rothschild was proceeding to Constantinople and a second rebuilding of the temple. Very carefully open
0: this up. Okay. Second rebuilding of the temple. Uh, um, the Knights Templar. Uh, all this stuff goes back years and years and years and years. You guys all know that. But yeah, people, allegedly, the Rothschilds bought Jerusalem. They bought and created the land that is Israel. And allegedly, that's why the Palestinians want it back, because <laughs> it was all theirs at one point in time in history, I believe, is how the story goes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the gist of it. So believe whatever you want to believe, people. Um, I just wanted to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what's stuck. I had a couple theories and thoughts and fears on the topic, and I wanted to share them with you today. Keep your eye on uh, Ukraine and now Israel-Palestine. If Iran and the Arab world, Saudi Arabia gets involved, uh, Albert Pike just might be some kind of Nostradamus. Makes you wonder how much prophecy and scripture Actually, it was just telling the future. They somehow already knew how it was going to play out. And maybe it's because they know how we all got here. On this realm we call planet Earth. I'm going to take a break. And I'll be right back. all right people welcome back to the show um allow me my fellow americans To introduce to you a new character here on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, Albert Pike. Let's learn about the guy. I keep talking about him. You guys have heard me allude to him uh, throughout the course of a few previous episodes. So I figured I'm going to read a little bit about him to you so you guys know who this guy is. Very few outsiders know about the intimate plans of Albert Pike and the architects of the New World Order. Ooh, In the 19th century, Albert Pike established a framework for bringing about the New World Order based on a vision revealed to him. Allegedly, Pike wrote a blueprint of events that would play themselves out in the 20th century. With even more of these events yet to come, It is this blueprint which we believe unseen leaders are following today, knowingly or not, to engineer the planned third and final world war. Albert Pike was born December 29, 1809, in Boston was the oldest of six children born to Benjamin and Sarah Andrews Pike. He studied at Harvard and later served as the Brigadier General of the Confederate Army. After the Civil War, Pike was found guilty of treason and jailed, only to be pardoned by fellow Freemason President Andrew Johnson on April 22nd, 1866, uh, who met with him the next day at the White House on June 20th, 1867. Scottish Rite officials conferred upon Johnson the 4th to the 32nd Freemasonry degrees, and he later went to Boston to dedicate a Masonic temple. Pike was said to be a genius, able to read and write in 16 different languages, although I cannot find a record anywhere of what those languages were. (laughs) In addition, he is uh, widely accused of plagiarism, so take with a pinch of salt, any of this, really, who knows. At various stages of his life, he was a poet, philosopher, frontiersman, soldier, humanitarian, and philanthropist a 33rd degree Mason he was one of the founding fathers and heads of the ancient accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry being the grand commander of North American Freemasonry uh, from 1859 and retained that position until his death in 1891 in 1869 he was the top leader in the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan people Albert Pike was a Klansman, allegedly. Incidentally, Freemasonry itself is a fascinating subject, and I could devote an entire website to it, Uh, the author of this article says. Simon Gray a Freemason has compiled a stunning amount of information on Freemasonry that I recommend for anyone who wants to learn more about. Pike was said to be a Satanist who indulged in the occult, and he apparently possessed a bracelet which he used to summon Lucifer, with whom he had constant communication. He was a grandmaster of a Luciferian group known as the Order of the Palladium, or Sovereign Council of Wisdom, which had been founded in Paris in 1737. Palladism had been brought to Greece from Egypt by Pythagoras in the 5th century, and it was this cult of Satan that was introduced to the inner circle of the Masonic lodges. It was aligned with the Palladium of the Templars. In 1801, Isaac Long, a Jew, brought a statue of Baphomet to Charleston, South Carolina, where he helped to establish the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite. Long apparently chose Charleston because it was geographically located on the 33rd parallel of Latitude. Incidentally, so is Baghdad, Iraq. And this council is considered to be the Mother Supreme Council of all Masonic Lodges of the world, Pike was Long's successor, and he changed the name of the order to the New and Reformed Palladium Rite or Reformed Palladium. The order continued, uh, I'm sorry, contained two degrees Adelph or brother and companion of Ulysses or companion of Penelope. Pike's right hand man was Phileas Walder from Switzerland, who was a former Lutheran minister, Masonic leader, occultist, and spiritualist. Pike also worked closely with Giuseppe Mazzini of Italy, who was the 33rd, uh, who founded the Mafia in 1860, allegedly. Together with Mazzini, Lord Henry Palmerston of England, also a 33rd degree Mason, and Otto von Bismarck from Germany, also a 33rd degree Mason. Albert Pike intended to use the Palladium Rite to create a satanic umbrella group that would tie all Masonic groups together. (laughs) Ah, boy. Adam Weishaupt of the Illuminati formed the Order of Perfectibilists in in, uh, 1776. To this day celebrated as May Day throughout many Western countries which later became known as the Illuminati, a secret society whose name means enlightened ones. Although the order was founded to provide an, over, uh, to provide an opportunity for the free exchange of ideas, Weishaupt's background as a Jesuit seems to have influenced the actual character of the society, such that the express aim of this order became to abolish Christianity and overturn all civil government okay people I'm not going to keep reading to you and boring you you guys can go read more I highly recommend you uh, recommend you pick up Pike's book Morals and Dogma of the Ancient and Accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry uh, and this is the guy that predicted the three world wars so <laughs> you tell me is this Satan's realm or is this God's realm trying to abolish Christianity sounds a lot like Saul Alinsky rules for radicals. Sounds a lot like all the secret society stuff. Why are all of these groups hidden and evil, allegedly? Because <laughs> they can't just do their agenda in public. That would be too obvious, right? So clearly they have to do their work In secret. It's hidden. It's occulted. You're not supposed to know, my fellow Americans. So anyway, I just wanted to uh, introduce Albert Pike to you guys. I talked about him a few times in the past, and I never really brought him onto the show as a new character. So meet Albert Pike people, and you guys already know about Adam Weishaupt, the founder of The Illuminati. 1776, uh, English and French Revolution. Uh, Interesting stuff. An interesting uh, timepiece of history that you all should read about. Do some of your own research about. (laughs) And before I go today, people, before we move on and play some punk rock and get our headspace back into a positive, optimistic, fun mood, a rock out to punk rock mood right i want to play this (laughs) apparently the cia just declassified documents that said uh that chronicled what the end of humanity is going to look like i don't know if i believe this this might be all hearsay conjecture and bullshit conspiracy theory but
5: take a listen the CIA recently declassified a book that says all of humanity will soon be wiped out in a global cataclysm. The book is called The Adam and Eve Story. Part 1 and 2 blew my mind and they're up on my profile. What really trips me out is that the events outlined in this book actually gives reasonable explanations to history's greatest mysteries, such as Antarctica, the lost city of Atlantis, the pyramids all around the world, Stonehenge, Easter Island, the forgotten Pacific continent of Mew, the list goes on. And virtually every religion in ancient folklore and history talks of a catastrophe that resets the entire world. Like the famous Noah's Ark, the hurricane flood of the mines, the Sumerians had the flooding and Gilgamesh, and all written completely independent of each other and all prophesizing that it will happen again, aka Judgment Day. Same goes for the legends of the pyramids and all these ancient structures all around the world. Each of these cultures have an almost identical story of some greater being coming down and building these monuments for them, despite these ancient civilizations being tens of thousands of kilometers apart and never coming into contact with each other. Not a single one of them actually taking credit for these incredible achievements themselves. I don't know about you, but if I was some great civilization that built something as incredible as the pyramids, I would definitely want to be flexing on everyone about it. But these Stories of the pyramids and worldwide floods, remnants of our advanced ancestors, passed on the stone age of the next civilization of humans. And again, the book that outlines these events has been dismissed by everyone as pseudoscience. But as we've seen, especially lately, the difference between pseudoscience and science is usually just time. This book was classified by the CIA up until 2013, so were they trying to hide something from us? Oh boy.
0: Uh, that sparked my, uh, sparked my curiosity because... I want to know what ties it all together. I want to know the secret, forbidden, occulted knowledge and wisdom. I want to know the truth about our origin story. Are all of the world religions talking about the same thing and have all of them throughout history been talking about the same thing? You be the judge, my fellow Americans. People, it's time. To play some punk rock. Alright people, welcome back to the show. Before we get to the punk rock, I found... Uh, clip that's been going around the social medias. A lot of commentators and podcasters have been sharing this, and I wanted to share it uh, with you right now because it themes up perfectly with the show. So here's a man reciting the Albert Pike plan for three world wars and what they were to entail. Take a listen to this.
3: Now, I tell you all of this because it is said that he received a vision from his mentor, Mr. Lucifer, I guess, on August 15, 1871, and William Guy Carr, former intelligence officer in the Royal Canadian Navy, wrote a book called Satan, Prince of This World, in which he gives this information. He said that he received this information from a book written by Cardinal uh, Caro Rodriguez in Santiago Chile, who wrote in 1925 a book called The Mystery of Freemasonry Unveiled. And in this book, in 1925, it is said that he wrote a letter to a man named Mazzini in which he described this dream. And in the dream, he predicted three world wars. The first world war, he said, must be brought about, and I'm quoting from Albert Pike. The First World War must be brought about in order to permit the Illuminati to overthrow the power of the czars in Russia and of making that country a fortress of atheistic communism. The divergences caused by the agents of the Illuminati between the British and German empires will be used to foment this war. At the end of the war, communism will be built and used in order to destroy the other governments and in order to weaken the religions. Now, students of history will know that Otto von Bismarck forged certain alliances between 1871 and 1898, uh, which brought about this war, this World War I. And Otto von Bismarck here says that he was a co-conspirator with Albert Pike, and he was the one instrumental in bringing about the First World War. Well, that's the First World War. Then he dreams that there must be, he is given in this visionary dream, a Second World War. Now remember this was in 1925 that it became public in this book written by, uh, uh, by a cardinal uh, from Santiago, Chile, Rodriguez. He says, quote, the Second World War must be fom- fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that the political Zionism must be, will be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel and Palestine. During the Second World War, international communism must become strong enough in order to balance Christendom, which would then be re- uh, restrained and held in check until the time when we would need it for the final social cataclysm." Well, there are some who may argue that the terms Nazism and Zionism were not known in 1871. Uh, You should remember, however, that the Illuminati invented both of these movements. In addition, communism as an ideology and as a coined phrase originates in France during the revolution. In in 1785, Restif coined the phrase four years before the revolution broke out. Restif and Bebouf, in turn, were influenced by Rosé as was the most famous conspirator of them all, Adam Wiesopte. Then he has this vision, in this vision, not only one world war and two world wars, but here comes the third world war. He says, and I quote, The third world war must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the agents of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. Yeah, that's what he says. The war. This was 1925. Please understand that, uh, at least 1925. May go all the way back to 1871, as is purported to do, but at least it was written in a book and published in 1925. So he says, back be- after World War One was just over a few years and before World War Two even started, he's now thinking about this third world war, and it says that it will. Uh, because by the differences between the political Zionists and the leaders of the Islamic world. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam, the Muslim Arabic world, and political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other. That's what it says. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual and economic exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm in which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, origin and savagery, and of the most bloody turmoil." So he's against Christianity and he's against atheism. They're supposed to fight each other to the death, you see. Then, he says, everywhere the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and and the multitude, disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will, from that moment, be without compass or direction, anxious for an ideal, but without knowledge where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer.
0: I mean, there you have it, people. Coincidence or conspiracy? You know, prophecy? uh, Foretelling of the future? I mean, don't you think it's a little weird? Don't you think it's eerily similar to reality? This little story? that was just told about Mr. Albert Pike's vision, right? And here, I want to play you a video about is World War Three coming or not, according to Tiana, the truth seeker. She's always got interesting insights, so take a listen to this
2: don't understand that the entire world is a stage and that we are unbeknownst actors in this play directed and written by these parasitic elites absolutely amazes me now before i get into this video let me just show you something that a fella by the name of albert pike who was actually a bad mason i know i did a video yesterday about good and bad masons this guy was definitely bad who basically wrote a manifesto on how world war one world war two and world war three would happen but let me just show you this snippet Please pause and read this because I'm not allowed to say half of the stuff on here or I'll get my account taken off. So pause and read his prediction prediction for World War Three. Pause and read. And then we have the bottom half. Now, those of you who took sides in the Russia-Ukraine thing, and I made a video basically saying that they're all on the same side, like Zelensky, Putin, and the West, they're all on the same side, and they pretty much made this war so innocent lives would be lost and they would embezzle money. Let me just show you some of the investigation that has been going on in the back scene about Zelensky buying oil from Russia at a discount and then charging America and the rest of us taxpayers in Canada here, anyone who's donating to the Ukraine, pretty much double than what he's paying for oil pause and read, or you can Google Ukraine buys cheap Russian oil, and then you'll get a lot more articles and proof. And now once again, we are politicizing and setting the stage for World War Three. Those of you who don't understand the link between what happened yesterday and what Pike, Albert Pike is predicting, basically Hamas is being um, funded by Iran. And Anyone who thinks that this isn't set up, ask yourselves if the Mossad, who are the most powerful intel agency in the world, like literally, they are more powerful than the combination of the CIA, MI6, and the KGB. Like these guys are top-notch, know their stuff. And how Hamas would have been able to get past that level of security. We are being set up right now for World War III. So be really, really careful as to what you push and what you want from the government. Those of you who wanted to fund the Ukraine, congratulations. All that money went to a bunch of rich people and they got richer and innocent lives were lost on both sides. And now we're in the exact same situation with two different countries, except this time it could escalate to something even more serious. So ask yourselves, should we be politicizing this moment right now? Or should we ask everybody to sit down and try and somehow undo this mess in a peaceful way
0: i agree peace is what we want peace is what the people of all nations want and you know strap on your seat belts, hold on to your hats grab yourself a beverage uh, this stuff makes me want to drink. And so today I'm going to bring uh, some of my favorite drinking, uh, speaking in Spanish punk rock to you. This band is from Texas, and this is an awesome drinking punk rock song. And I just feel like the world's going crazy. And I'm going to enjoy some alcoholic beverages and uh, watch as we circle the drain in the words of George Carlin, ladies and gentlemen, making their debut on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. Here's Hasta La Tierra with their song, Borachos Unidos. All right, people, that was hasta la tierra with their song Baracho Unidos. Vamos a bailar. <laughs> Vamos a beber. <laughs> uh, that means I'm going to drink and I'm going to dance. Me gusta fumar. That means I'm going to smoke. The song's about drinking and smoking and dancing. Gotta stay positive and optimistic in this crazy, demon ridden, Luciferian future world that is upon us, my fellow Americans. I'm just trying to show you the reality of this world. And maybe I don't know for sure if any of this is really real or fantasy or AI deepfake technology or whatever. I'm just giving you information, people. It's your job to read, do your own research. It's your job to either accept or reject the information I bring to you here on the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com, buy some merch. Click the SoundCloud link to go check out my music. Click the Spotify link to the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast playlist. Go listen to alternative media, truther, conspiratorial podcasters. Get as much information into your brain as you can. Because it seems like TikTok. We're going to need it. And we're going to need it quick. (laughs) We're going to need it real, real soon times like this i wish you could plug me into the matrix and just download programs into me i wish i could do it to all of you too and hey guess what that might be the future maybe we will be able to do that soon who knows that's it that's the show thanks for listening i love you guys good night we'll see you next time this has been episode 162 of the politics and punk rock podcast entitled on israel palestine albert pike and world war three we'll see you next time
4: have you ever heard of harry houdini Well, he wasn't like today's magicians who are only interested in television ratings. He was an artist. He could make an elephant disappear in the middle of a theater filled with people. And do you know how he did that? Misdirection.
3: What the fuck are you talking about? Misdirection. What the eyes see and the ears hear, the mind believes.